Hey everyone, welcome to Cassidy Church. My name is Josh Berry and I'm the director of modern worship as well as the youth ministry here at Cassidy. And if it is your first time here, I just want to say a quick welcome to you. Um, I am so excited uh, that you are here with us and I would just invite you to check out our website or to say hello in the comments just so that we know that you're here um, and so that we can celebrate you guys being here in worship with us today. Um, now, like I said, um, I'm not usually the one giving the message, um, but I have the great honor of doing that today, and I'm actually concluding what has been a four-week sermon series um, we've been doing here at Cassidy, and it's been called Transformed. Now, what we're looking at in the sermon series is how God uh, works in our lives in very personal ways and then transforms us into his image and how he transforms us just um, into... Um, beings that work better for his kingdom and beings that um, just do more for his good and for his glory. And as we've been talking about all of this series, we've actually been using um, the parallel of origami um, to help make this something that we can see in more visual terms. And the way we're thinking about it is that God starts working on us um, when we're just ordinary pieces of paper, like at the start of an origami project. And then he takes us and he turns us into something spectacular, into something beautiful and more complex than we could have gotten to on our own. So how we've been looking at this in the past few weeks has actually been um, an expanding sort of scope. So we've started on the individual level and we talked about Peter. And Jesus came and met Peter where he was and he transformed Peter from the inside out, um, shaping him into a leader of the early church. The next week, we talked about Levi, who is a tax collector, and the scope was expanded a little bit because we saw how Jesus used Levi to reach out to the community around him and ultimately make a difference in the world that way. And then this last week, we talked about Paul, and God used Paul in amazing ways. He sent him out into far and unknown areas to spread the word, to preach the gospel, and this is then the pattern that we see with God. He starts um, on a personal level. He starts inside of us, and then he just spreads it out into the world um, like an unstoppable force, just changing the world for his good. And after we've looked at these three weeks, we've now arrived here. And what we're actually going to be talking about is how God is now working in us in the present day. Um, because the crazy and amazing truth is that we are being worked on by the same God that worked um, with Peter, the same God that worked with Paul, the same God that revealed himself to Moses and Abraham back in the Old Testament. That is the same God that is wanting to do great things through us today. And the question that we're going to be asking ourselves um, in this series called Transformed uh, is actually, what does a transformed life look like? Um, so we'll see this question on the board a handful of times, um, and it's just one that I want you guys to keep in mind, because the reality is when we're willing to be worked on by God, um, he is going to be transforming us. And it is a crazy process, um, but it's also a wonderful one. And with that being said, um, I've had to ask myself this a lot of times. Um, I, I ask myself, do I even want to be transformed? Um, because it is a scary process when you think about it because God has bigger plans um, than we ever could for ourselves and he intends to go about his plans in his own way, um, which is good, but it's also not our own way. So this requires us letting go of control. This requires us um, humbling ourselves and allowing God to do his work in his time, in his way. Um, and it's exciting, but it's scary. Uh, and that is the process of being transformed. So the answer to this question that we're um, addressing first, do I even want to be transformed? 
The question is, for me, it's a resounding yes, and I hope it is for you as well. Um, And as we walk through the sermon today, we're just going to talk about what a transformed life looks like um, and how we go about that process and just what we can expect. So um, I should um, let you all know that this is just a bit of a freaky process for me. Um, It might be evident. Um, I can't tell if I'm shaking or not. I'll find that out later. Um, But God calls us um, to be transformed by calling us out of our comfort zone. Um, That's the way that we're going to experience growth and change, um, is if we're pushed to greater and bigger things than we would ever be doing on our own. And when we're thinking back on that question of, do we want to be transformed and saying yes to that, the reason um, that we can say yes confidently is actually found in Scripture. So we see um, in Romans 12.2, we are called to not conform to the pattern of this world, but rather to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And this is exciting because we're being renewed by God. And we also then have the confidence to know, um, also in Romans, that God is working all things for the good of those who love him. So we want to be transformed by God because we know he is the one that can ultimately shape us into something better. And he can shape us in a good and powerful way that only he is able to do. So um, I just, I found a lot of encouragement in that this week as I was looking over it. Um, and going back to the first verse, actually, Romans 12:2, an interesting thing that popped out to me is that um, when we are called to be transformed, we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Um, I don't know about you guys, but um, for me, nine times out of ten, um, when I am being called by God to grow or change, nine times out of ten, it's my mind that's getting in the way. Um, I get overwhelmed, uh, I get insecure a lot, and I just I keep myself back from doing these things that God wants me to do. And that's been a lot of the struggle that I've been through. Um, that's been a lot of the struggle between me and God. And that's a lot of what I'm uh, going to be talking about to kick this off, because um, that's where I think we uh, find ourselves intersect with God a lot, because um, he calls us into great things, but then we often feel insecure um, about ourselves. So a big, um, a big point that I want to make here is that like, I myself um, and all of us, honestly, are broken and insecure people in a lot of ways. Um, for me, I find my insecurity, ironically enough, um, in talking to people um, and in social situations and in leading and teaching. Um, but I have found myself in this place because um, God has a great sense of humor. Um, he has called me to talk to you all, and I'm excited about it. But at the same time, I'm also very uncomfortable, um, and which is good, honestly, because it's causing me to rely on God. And through this process, um, even though right now it's difficult for me, I am also aware um, that God is transforming me. So coming back to the question of what does a transformed life look like, um, we can also know um, that a transformed life ultimately looks more secure than it did before because we're not relying on ourselves, but we're relying on God and we're gaining peace and joy um, and security and confidence because we are allowing him to do the work and we are just being vessels that he works through. Um, So that's been a great realization that I have had um, throughout this time. And I think there's, there's definitely more to it than that. Um, and I'm more than happy to talk with you all um, personally um, 
or over email or text or anything more about like um, struggles with insecurity that I've been through in my life because um, that's definitely a really big part of my testimony and once we're back in person I'm happy to talk through any of that with you guys. Um, I'm going to move on from there just because there's more to get through um, but this is also kind of the universal aspect of transformation is that idea of insecurity because I'm sure um, all of you listening right now have some sort of insecurity um, that you've needed to work through or that you're still working through. It might not be talking in front of people, it might not be social settings, um, but I think we become aware of our insecurities very clearly. And this season of quarantine and COVID-19 often brings a lot of those things to the surface because we're put in uncomfortable situations. So maybe you're insecure about um, the way you are as a parent or you are as a sibling. Maybe you don't feel um, equipped enough to love and serve people uh, through this season. Maybe you don't feel able um, to do well enough in school with the changed format or maybe you don't feel um, confident enough in doing a job well because it looks different than it used to. And I'm here to tell you that God wants to work through those insecurities as well and he wants to show you that he can still call you into great things and he still is calling you into great things in spite of those insecurities and honestly just in the face of them because he wants to take them on with us and that's the beautiful thing about our God. And more than just um, me saying this to you all, saying like, oh yes, God will work through insecurities with us, we actually have a lot of stories in the Bible um, that gives us good examples um, of God working in us in these ways. And we also begin to realize a lot of God's character as we study him in his word. And one of the biggest things that I've become aware of um, about our God is that he actually has the ability to see our potential. And then he has the grace and kindness and love to reveal this potential to us. So that is one of the huge takeaways from today is that God sees our potential and then reveals our potential to us. Now, an example from the Bible that I actually want to share with you all today is from the Old Testament. So in the book of Judges, there's a man named Gideon, and I wasn't really familiar with Gideon much myself before this, um, and there's a good chance that some of you guys aren't as well, so I'm going to talk about that story a little bit. So Gideon, um, was, he lived in ancient times, um, and he, lived, he was an Israelite, and in the time of his life, um, Israel was... Israel was being attacked, um, plagued essentially, by a group of people called the Midianites. And every year when there was a harvest, the Midianites would come in and they would attack the Israelites, they would take their crops, they would ravage the land. And this was putting Israel in a state of constant fear every time the harvest was coming around. And there were lots of different ways that they responded to it, but overall the main theme is that the Israelites were living in fear. And when we come across Gideon, um, who ends up becoming a judge, um, we find him in probably one of his lowest points, um, both spiritually and also literally, because we find him threshing wheat um, in the bottom of a wine press. So this is more below ground and it's hidden, and he's doing this to hide from the Midianites so that if they come by, they won't see any of his harvest and that they won't attack him and that they won't kill him. Um, so one of the first things that we learn about this guy named Gideon is that he's just a very scared man. He's very, um, he feel, he's just very unequipped to lead, um, and he doesn't feel like he is the person to do that. And within seconds of meeting Gideon um, in the story, uh, we actually have this wonderful scene where an angel of the Lord appears to him, and that's what I want to focus on. 
So when the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon, he's there threshing wheat um, on the floor of the wine press, and the angel appears to him. It shocks him because that happens when angels appear. It's pretty freaky. And the angel just immediately starts talking to him, and he says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So when we first met Gideon, we immediately found out that he is just a scared man. He, is, uh, he just doesn't feel confident in himself. But the first thing that the angel of the Lord says when he brings a message from God is he says that the Lord is with him and he calls Gideon a mighty warrior. So this is a prime example of Gideon um, just being told by God the potential that he has. This is a prime example of God knowing what Gideon is capable of when he works with the Lord. And God is just calling him into greater things from there. And I would recommend that you read the story um, in Judges 6 of Gideon Um, because it's a crazy one. So many miracles happen, um, so many great things occur in it, and you just see a lot of growth within Gideon. And I think it's encouraging because then we can look at ourselves like Gideon, and then we can see how we could grow if we allow God to work in us. Because Gideon challenges God in a lot of ways. He digs in his heels. Um, I did that a lot, honestly, Uh, and all these times throughout my life that God has called me to be on stage talking in front of people or Uh, just being the center of attention for his glory. I still dig in my heels because it scares me. And I give God reasons as to why I don't think I can lead or talk um, to people because I don't feel like I'm equipped enough. And then God responds to me the same way he responds to Gideon. And I think he says this to us a lot of times. When Gideon was pushing back against God, God said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the hand of the Midianites. Am I not sending you? God tells us to go in the strength that we have, just being willing to do something for him. And then he also follows it up by saying, am I not sending you? So this is encouragement from God um, to know that if we are willing to do things with him, if we are willing to go through this process and allow ourselves to be transformed, we are going to be going through that with God and we are going to see good because God is doing that with us. So that is the real encouragement um, that we find from this passage and that we find when we're asking ourselves the question, what does a transformed life look like? A transformed life looks like a life that is more confident, that is more secure, and it looks like a life that is just doing more of it with God uh, more frequently. So God is Emmanuel. He is here with us, and that is the beauty of him um, because he is relational. He wants to do life with us, and that is actually where we see the transformation happen. And we'll get back to that later uh, within this message, and that's one of my favorite points actually about all of this. Um, But I think the final reminder um, that we're supposed to keep on our minds is that we just often can't see past ourselves. Um, We focus too much on our weaknesses or our perceived weaknesses, and then we let these get in our way, and we let these um, get in our heads, and they make us doubt. Um, But God can see our potential, He can see past ourselves and all of our weaknesses um, because he made us. He knows each of us personally, and he is the one that is calling us into greater things um, and a perfectly designed plan for his kingdom. So that's a reminder. Um, I just want you all to keep um, in your heads as you go through this week and as we go through the last part of this message. So there are two two things that I think we need to do um, that I feel are good takeaways that I want to encourage you all with this week. Um, Because we've looked at Bible stories, uh, I've talked about myself, I've um, brought up ways that um, it can often be difficult for us 
to experience God and to want to go through a transformation of life with him. Um, but there are two really important steps that I feel like can help us begin this process if it's one that you have struggled to go through or if it's one that you haven't even started going into before. And the first one of those steps is simply to invite God into the fight with you, to invite God into your life because God is the one who has orchestrated um, all of creation. He has orchestrated your life and a lot of the situations you're going through, um, working for good in them, even though there's a lot of brokenness in life, God is the one who wants uh, to move you out of that brokenness into something better. And ultimately, he wants to move you out so that other people can see the goodness of him and the reality of his kingdom coming. Um, so the first step for you all is to pray about it, to talk to others about this, but to, in one way or another, invite God into the fight with you. Um, don't feel like you have to grow into something better on your own. Um, because like we've been learning, God is the one that knows how to grow us into something better. He can see the best form of us that we can get to. So invite God into this with you. And the second thing I want to encourage you all to do this week is to intentionally spend time with God. And I noted it on here. I said intentionally spend quality time with God. Um, so it's more than just saying a quick prayer at the end of your day or before you go out of the house. Um, but take time to actually read his word Take time um, to be with him in the way that you personally be with him. Um, and that's going to look different for everyone. So that is a bit of a personal discovery process that we're all going to have to go through. Um, because some of us might experience God most in song. Some of us might experience him most in corporate worship or in quiet prayer time. Um, some of us might experience him by just going out into nature and exploring the world. Um, so it's really good for you to figure out ways that you can relate with God and that you can experience his presence. But I encourage you to take a lot of time. And really, we need to do this daily. We need to have quality time with God um, to begin experiencing the transformation. And the main reason for this, actually, is because um, the transformation process is the result of us having a relationship with God. It's this give and take. It's this push and pull of us having a conversation with him and seeing the ways that he is calling us into greater things, little steps at a time. And going back to my situation of talking here is, God didn't just throw me into this right away. Um, he's grown me over the course of about seven or eight years, slowly throwing me into um, little steps of discomfort um, that have gotten bigger and bigger over time. But he wants to work on this with you. And the reason we need to have the quality time with God and have this um, conversation that's ongoing is because that is the way that we are going to hear where God wants us to go next with our next immediate step. And to frame it from another angle, um, it's important to have prayer and conversation with God because if we aren't doing this regularly, then I don't think we can really expect um, to hear God's voice or to see his work happening if we aren't doing our part um, to open up to him and to allow him to do good work. Because um, this truly is a conversation and a relationship that goes two ways um, that we're having with the Lord. And it's a beautiful thing. And I hope you're as excited about it as I am. Um, but that is the second step. So I've talked about it for a bit now. I think I've gotten the point home. Um, but take time to be with God um, just for long periods of time and, and in meaningful moments of time. So I think it's just... It's a beautiful thing to be able to have relationship with God. Um, and I asked, we're very at the beginning of this time, 
Those are good words. I asked at the beginning of this time, what does a transformed life look like? And I said, a transformed life looks like a life that has more time with God in it. A transformed life looks more secure. Um, but ultimately, to answer that whole question and to like end off this transformation series, a transformed life is a life that looks more like Jesus's life. And this is the exciting part because we have the hindsight of getting to know what Jesus lived his life like in entirety. Uh, we get to see all of the characteristics that he has and we get to then have that as a model. His perfect life is our model that we can shape our lives after. Um, so that is the ultimate answer um, to the question, what does a transformed life look like and what are we aiming for? As we are aiming to be more like Jesus because he was secure in who he was. He spent time with God. Jesus was confident and loving um, and passionate about the causes that he was working on. Jesus was peaceful. He was joyful. He was good. Um, these are all the things that we will begin to see more in ourselves as we spend more time with God. And the final point about this, too, is when we're spending quality time with God, we want to realize that we are spending quality time with Jesus. So spending time with Jesus will result in us looking more like him. And I know there's been psychology studies about this um, all over the place, I'm sure. Um, but you, you tend to look more like the people that you spend time around, whether that's a friend group or a family um, or whoever else it might be, is you begin molding yourself into the shape of those people, into their characteristics. So it makes sense for us then that we would want to spend time with Jesus because then we are going to begin looking more like him and the transformation will be inevitable and we'll just be falling more in love with him and we'll just see that good process happening. So in the end, when I was looking back over this whole message, um, I realized that I probably wasn't saying anything um, grand or like um, amazing and that was the first one of the approaches I was trying to take. I was like, I need to lay down wonderful spiritual truths, and I need to be uh, really cool and impressive. And I think that's where a lot of my own insecurities actually got in my place um, and just got in my way. Um, but ultimately, God, I think he just wants us to know that he wants a relationship with us, and he wants us to begin looking more like him because that is good. Um, so with that, I think that's about all I have to say um, to you all today, but I just really hope that you spend time with God, and I would love to talk with you all more about this once we're back in person, and just hear what your stories are like, hear how you're encountering him. And let's take a moment to pray to God together. Heavenly Father, Holy God, um, we recognize that um, we are not enough on our own. Um, we, we try in life a lot, and we get caught up, we get discouraged so frequently, and it's because we live in a broken world um, that just is fallen in nature. Um, but we also recognize that you are working in us, and that you want to keep working in us more and more. So I pray that for myself and everyone listening to this message, um, currently or in the future, that you can be working on their hearts, that you can be opening up their minds, their eyes, um, to see the good that you are bringing into the world and that you offer to bring into our lives. Help us to fall more in love with you. Help us to want to do life with you. Help us to want to be transformed, to see the good potential that is there in some glimmer of the same way that you see us. Because um, you love us and we love you back. And we just pray that we can keep doing life with you and keep seeing your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.